Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Get Real Gaming Podcast. It's the show where we get real, talking about the latest video game news and releases. I'm Richard, and with me this week is uh, Man of Movies on the the Big Brother Podcast, the Get Real Podcast. It's Sam. He's joining me today. is this the bit where I say, I'm all right? It is, actually, yeah. Oh, all right, to, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so, Sam, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm not sure how Lawrence is going to feel about you taking <laughs> taking that live from him this week. Um, no, I am feeling good, mate. It's nice to talk about something a bit different to movies and TV and talk about a bit of gaming because I have definitely been doing way more gaming than what i have been watching films and tv shows to be honest with you yeah. so it's kind of uh, a bit fresh and it's normally nice. you're talking about movies and tv shows aren't you sam yeah that's right because as you said we are also on the regular get real podcast the just just get real uh yeah and i do that with chris and we talk about pop culture movies and tv shows every week mm. uh right now we just talked about falcon winter soldier which is fun there's a bonus episode going out uh, I think it might be a day after this, to be fair. Right. And yeah, we're talking about some other bits and bobs. So yeah, it's uh, normally films and TV shows. Yeah, it is. And sadly, Lawrence isn't able to be with me today. Uh, he's ill. So Sam has graciously stepped in. And that's one of the, the nice things about having a little get real community, I think, is that we can just we can just interchange people every now and then when we need it. We could just say, ah, oh, uh, we need someone. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, when you said to me that you were going to do this podcast on your own, I was like, no, bro. <laughs> well, I was considering it. I was happen. considering it. Uh, yeah, but I'm glad no. that you're here. I'm glad that yeah. you're stepping in. So um, I was like, absolutely not. I am here. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm here to. I'm here to be a echo chamber for you. That's what I'm Excellent. doing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just to quickly recap on the last week, the only really, well, not the only notable. Uh, release but monster hunter rise was one of the bigger releases it came out only on the nintendo switch which means that not that many people are going to be able to play it uh but it is coming to pc in 2022 apparently so, so why is there such a massive delay between the nintendo switch release and the pc release is it just because it's <laughs> i don't know what? i have no idea it's just strange yeah it's just coming out on the nintendo switch for now so there's that um, and then there's another game that I've seen the title of floating around called it's take it takes two but I haven't seen anything two. about it but it comes out oh it's out now it came out on March 26th as well but it's um it's out on all platforms I think other than the original Xbox one so it's out PC oh, PS4 yeah. PS5 Xbox X not the switch but it is a co-op game so maybe it's some sort of co-op like you can play it with your partner type game that's doing the rounds yeah the first review on google is this is the perfect game to introduce your girlfriend into gaming so it looks like i'll have to pick this up yes necessary i've only just got mine into the marvel films really at the minute so we'll uh we'll move it on and we'll get into gaming eventually it looks pretty fun it looks a bit um it looks like it's got like a bit of a it's weird to to compare it to but like uh What's that film? Ants, Bugs Life kind of vibe. Oh yeah. To it, oh really? Because, oh yeah. Yeah, like I'm I'm looking at a photo here where two of them are riding ro- frogs on, and it says taxi oh. in the background. So oh, that's nice. it. Looks fun anyway. I, have... I mean, now I'm seeing someone in space with a book that says "Book of Love," so maybe it's not very ants or Bugs Life vibe. But no. there you go. I mean, it looks interesting. It looks a bit. Um, what is? Uh, what not Portal? There's another one. 
there's another game that this kind of looks a bit weird and related to, but I can't think of what it's called. Um, um, it definitely takes a bit of influence from a lot of different things by the looks of it. Doesn't it look a little bit like that movie Coraline? It does, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a bit Pixar-y. I think yeah. that's why I'm saying Ant Man and Ant Man. Unravel, uh, Unravel was the game you were thinking of, yeah. wasn't it? Unravel, yeah, yeah. that's it. Right, yeah, there yeah. Unravel, Unravel game, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the one I'm. Thinking it looks of. cute, and it's got good reviews it, as well. It's sitting around the 89 mark apparently on Metacritic. So on, across 4. all platforms on Google, so 4.9 on Google. Out of five, so that's that's a good that's a good yeah. reviewed game. It's a highly a highly reviewed game on launch. I like Google because it's like the voice of the people kind of thing. Like anyone yeah. can go on and do a Google review. <laughs> yeah, you quick know. Google, and then you know, obviously, we're <laughs> professional enough to be able to bring that Google review to you. So, listening, that's there great. We will <laughs> we'll save you a step of typing it in and pressing <laughs> yeah. search. Yeah. Um, also, Evil Genius Two is out today, which is one that Lawrence was. Uh, keen to play and talk about and it's kind of like one of those um build your own like business type simulation games like theme hospital or like roller coaster tycoon but you know for an evil genius and his evil genius lair um and this like prison is- architect uh I, th- I think it's more kind of. sort of yeah i believe it's similar of a similar vein um so oh yeah the, the, i get it it's a bit like roller coaster tycoon yeah i see in just sort of the way it's like you develop your own something and you are in charge of everything to do with that thing, you know, like 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 the theme hospital, you know, two point hospital or um, what the, um, there's loads of other ones like game dev tycoon or whatever it is. You kind of just build your own company up from the ground up and you run that particular thing. But in this case, it's an evil genius running an evil genius lair, which is kind of a cool... Before we move into this, do you know what this reminds me of? Did you it? ever play the Jurassic Park tycoon game back oh, in the day? I didn't play it, no. Uh, I saw a lot about it, though. So you would uh, you would basically create your own Jurassic Park and you would have to make sure that your people in the park are like being fed. So you'd have to have like entertainment. You'd have to have like food places and then you would ha- you would bring the dinosaurs in and then you'd have to build the appropriate fence around it yeah but yeah. you could also like break down the fence or choose to delete part of a fence and let a dinosaur run run wild in your park and oh, the dinosaur God. would actually would actually kill people oh, and then no. your park would get shut down to yeah. the best of my knowledge <laughs> but i remember it was like it was like quite crazy because it was like one of those where it was like the um, it, you know you could like be like, act god basically yeah, yeah and you yeah. would have like weather things happen and you would have to like evacuate the island and everyone would run away. anyway I, i'm talking about this in a little bit too much detail but it reminds me of that basically it does, i thought um, that'd be a nice throwback if anyone remembers that game it is yeah no it is i think that that came to game pass or something at one point recently i'm not sure i hope so i think it's I hope so there is some subscription service out there currently that is letting you play that game for free i know that for sure uh, Operation Genesis, it was called, I think. Oh, wasn't there a mobile one as well? It wasn't the mobile one, was it? No, but it was very, very similar to it. It was yeah. that kind of vibe, but it was definitely on like PC or PlayStation, oh, Xbox, okay. something like that. No, anyway, okay. Evil Genius 2, is it received very well? Yeah, so far it's received okay, like 7 or 8 out of 10 we've seen, I think. So, all right. Um, and if you are interested in it, it is on a like... 
launch deal on Steam for PC users, so it's like 10% off. So if you are an evil genius person waiting for it to drop on PC, well, you can snag it up at this point in time a little bit cheaper than normal. uh, Good deal. Yeah. Good deal Um, for those with PCs, as uh, Lawrence would make obvious to me. Yes. Um, So this is honestly the longest uh, just released section of the show I think we've ever ever done, Sam. But uh, what what are you joking? I I need to lie down. This is like (laughs) the fastest podcast I've ever been on. At this point, me and Chris have only just finished the preamble ramble and we're like moving into what we've been watching. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. So what have we been playing this week, Sam? What have you been? Oh, playing. Um, Playing, yeah. Well... We've been playing a lot of Dota 2 again, and I don't know whether you've mentioned this already on like last week or what have you, but yeah. I've been really enjoying Dota 2 again. Yeah. Really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. It's um, so good. And it's been good. Yeah, it's been good. It's been fun. Uh, I think it's because also, because there was a big gap between us not playing it for a while, and now there's like other heroes and stuff in there that kind of makes it a little bit more interesting. And there's lots of changes to like items and abilities and stuff. So it is kind of like jumping in again and relearning quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of made that quite fun. Yeah, there is a lot of new stuff in Dota that wasn't there. Like all the Aghanim shard and new abilities yeah. have been given to almost every hero based on these new Aghanim shards. So even old yeah. heroes that you loved have all been reworked and tweaked and models have been updated and the maps changed. And, t- you know, it, there's just, there was just a lot changed. And I think one of the yeah. biggest differences is that the game does feel more balanced than it used to. Mm-hmm. So that's been really yeah, it's nice. Kind of, it's kind of flipped the meta on its head a little bit because obviously, you know, you still have some heroes that are just ridiculously overpowered. Yeah. But it does kind of have interesting matchups. And on the back of that, I have been playing Dota 2 a bit, but I've also been watching the anime that got released alongside it as well. Uh, I think yeah. you finished it. I'm about halfway through it. And that's been pretty good to kind of like have a bit of a break and maybe give a bit more lore and stuff around the um dota universe and kind of give you a bit more attachment to characters and stuff that's been kind of fun yeah uh what what else have i been playing and um, things we're going to talk about i've been playing magic arena which has been fun mm-hmm. uh getting into that because last time i played any magic the gathering it was in person with cards when we could last meet up in person and you uh, know and that that's fun. a long time ago at this point that is a oh, very long yeah. time ago it's definitely over eight months ago (laughs) 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 Um, right Uh, and what else have we been playing um uh, not much really i've i've kind of took a bit of a break from call of duty i just got myself a little bit burnt out on it yeah and so i've been playing less of that playing more dota um and i'm 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 cautiously interested in Outriders that comes out tomorrow, would have already have come out listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm interested, and I don't know why. And you asked me why I was interested in it, and I was like, I don't really know. I just think it looks... I, w- I quite enjoyed Destiny and Destiny 2. It was just a grind part of it I didn't like. Yeah. So I don't know why. I keep telling myself that hopefully a game like outriders that is essentially going to be destiny 2 would learn from the fact that destiny 2's problems was the grind and hopefully it won't it won't just keep that grind going and over and over and over again hopefully. yeah yeah it's, hope. it's the promise isn't it it's like it's the 
I, it's the hopefulness that Outriders is not going to be like Destiny 2 in terms no. of the amount of grind. Uh, but no, I, but I'll, I'll either I'll either be really happy or I'll I'll live with my mistakes. So, well, it's it's free to go. it's free to play anyway, so we can get it yeah, and play it for free. And and I don't think we'll I think we'll try it just based on that, and we can report back next week. It's only bloody internet bandwidth, isn't it? It is. Yeah, that stuff doesn't grow on trees apparently, but it doesn't cost me anything. So there you go. Yeah, I think it was funny that we were playing Dota during triple double XP as well like we were just like oh yeah oh, triple yeah. double xp on card but i really want to play doa <laughs> so we just i know yeah that's it and there's been a we'll talk about the update and stuff that's come out but yeah. it's just i just feel like although i'm not working towards anything on doa i just feel like i get more out of the game i just yeah. feel like it it makes me think more and it when it when you do really well on it, it it's really satisfying. Yeah. Where on COD, it's like you, you're always like, especially if you play zombies, you're always bound to do well to some extent. Mm-hmm. If you get killed on like outbreak, it's because either you like slipped up and made a mistake or whatever. And I'd, I've kind of like moved away from multiplayer a little bit. I think you've probably found that when we played together, I'm a bit like oh, I don't really want to do things like COD League and. Yeah. stuff like that because i'm not really into like the competitiveness of call of duty but where dota it you, you've there's that many different combinations of teams and things that could happen in the game that to me it's all it's yeah it just makes it a little bit more interesting unless you're getting bloody right clicked by oh, a snowball sniper you know i mean that's always yeah. fun but anyway yeah, but i get, I get what you mean though i get what you mean because yeah, zombies is like what's really keeping me going in terms of on COD right now. But the only reason like that I'm grinding zombies is to get the camo, which then I'm like, at the moment, I'm kind of thinking, well, come November, it's probably going to be pointless having this camo anyway, because <laughs> it's going to be the next Call of Duty. And we oh, don't yeah, know how it's going to integrate yet with the next Call of Duty, if it's going to at all. So, Have you um, spoke about the speculation for the next Call of Duty already, or...? Um, we mentioned, uh, uh, yeah, last week we mentioned it was supposed to be World War Two again. So I, yeah, so I don't know how that would integrate in with Modern Warfare and Black Ops because yeah. I think I was talking to Chris about this not long ago, and I was like, imagine like you've got just it just it just seems like too much of a it seems almost seems like a time like jump thing. It almost yeah. seems like a bit too much, you know. But uh, anyway, what have you been? What have you been? Uh, what have you been watching and playing or whatever? Because we're not asked you. We're no, just, we're just talking, honestly, so. honestly, it's basically whatever you've said is what I've been. Because when we're when we're playing, we're playing together at the moment quite a lot. So if it's yeah. Dota, we're playing Dota. If it's COD, we're playing COD. So other than uh, oh, or, or Magic, which is what we'll talk about later, we've been playing Magic. So other than checking yeah. out Magic Legends, which we'll also go into a bit uh, this. Uh, later on in the show um yeah not i haven't been playing that much else because you know we can't we've, we've played so much dota we just you know i have dota so plus much now. hours I've in got, the day you know, especially got, when you're playing that much of it yeah you know i've moved subscriptions you you know i don't i no longer pay for elder scrolls online and i'll pay for dota plus <laughs> as of last night which is a That's lot a cheaper uh, it's a well, lot cheaper Honestly, you could get there like you six go. months of Dota Plus for the price of like one and a bit month on Elder Scrolls. So 
but I'd still watch oh, a bit. Not too bad. Balloons TD6, I'm still playing a bit of it occasionally. Um, but I did yeah. stop playing Hearthstone as soon as uh, Magic came out on phone. Because we were talking about this in the last episode, that I'd actually like done a small in-app purchase on Hearthstone on my phone. Um and I was like, oh, I'm just, I just, I'm, I'm just waiting for magic, you know? And then, yeah. and then out, yeah, of no, yeah. and out of nowhere, there was a tweet from a random account. Well, probably not super random, but definitely not an official account that was like, Magic Arena is coming to iOS tonight. And it was like, okay, <laughs> I'm fine now. That's great. Um, so that's it, honestly. We can, <laughs> we can move off and on to <laughs> some news, Sam. So, um, Let's. We'll, we were talking about Call of Duty, so we'll we'll go. We'll talk about the Call of Duty stuff now. Uh, today, mm-hmm. as of recording, is the mid-season update for season two. And the reason why we're talking about it today um, is because, uh, well, first of all, it also includes not only an update for um, for Cold War, but also for Modern Warfare, and obviously that's for Warzone. Um, and apparently, um, if you don't have <laughs> modern warfare installed and only have warzone installed um you're going to receive a a much smaller update because at this point in time um it's it's currently a big game modern warfare and warzone together are big and they're compressing it over time but you can save yourself like 81 gigabytes if you don't have modern warfare installed at this point doing this update that's absolutely insane like your your xbox or your playstation or whatever you're gaming on just turns into a call of duty warzone machine yeah like it's just mad and yeah. it's like you know when when the next call of duty comes out does that mean that you then have to have modern warfare and cold war and the next call of duty all installed together that's and it's like when it when it drops a bloody 81 gig update it's like that's another game like yeah how big how how much are you adding like a map for outbreak is it, it's already in the game in bloody dirty bomb anyway like yeah. what what is 81 gig adding to it all the assets are already in there and yeah i yeah. don't i don't get it i don't get it bro yeah. i don't maybe it's just my like lack of understanding of how updates work and what have you but i i don't get it i don't get how something like that is 81 gig uh, yeah i'm well 81 gig smaller because it you know it would be 133 gigabytes on pc for warzone and modern warfare to download yeah. them to download it at this point it's just crazy and and obviously there's a lot of overwriting here but that that just you know you don't it makes no sense because it shouldn't make sense this is like a triple a title that shouldn't need to re-download almost the entire game again just to do the updates on the bits that that it's trying to update you know all the- they've got to hit a refresh button at some point like you can't just have warzone run on modern warfare because after the next sledgehammer game we're back to infinity ward then anyway aren't we yeah well so is then is then that gonna then mean that warzone old warzone is then redundant and then new warzone is the right warzone and then but are you are you not going to be able to install call of duty on your computer because you've got the old call of duty on there that you still need to be able to run everything that you want to run it's like it's it's just mad i think what's happened is and we're seeing this the more and more that this unfolds is that they weren't expecting warzone to become as big as it did the engine is not really as up to scratch as it could be 
And, you know, we're seeing because now the next Call of Duty game is coming out this year, but it still supports, it's trying to add weapons in from Cold War, and then it'll probably try to add in weapons from the next Call of Duty game. And, and but you've still got to have modern warfare if you have modern warfare for the Warzone bit. And so it's just becoming such a big mess. And like you said, they, they would be, right in cutting off modern warfare and warzone entirely obviously keeping all of the database information and making an updated engine version of warzone as a separate game obviously they can download it separately on consoles now um but really they they could do with doing a a massive refresh and how they're going to balance any of it you know i just think it should be a different game entirely they shouldn't be trying to, should, yeah. to, to to intertwine yeah. all the games now because they've only got a one year lifespan anyway even though they'll say oh we're going to you know keep updating and and working on this game for x amount of years that's great but nobody will be playing it at this point like who is playing modern warfare now like the multiplayer not many and and you know what about the game before that i can't even remember what the game was was it world war Two before that i can't remember at this uh, point believe it probably was because yeah, yeah it probably would have been because if it follows the same release schedule it would have been yeah yeah it would have been sledgehammer before yeah. it and that was a that was a flop anyway so i mean that wasn't very no you know, campaign was fine on it but we didn't play very much of the online and the zombies was quite frankly a joke on there yeah um but it, it's just like yeah you've got this big thing that they're trying to push and link everything together but it's still what annoys me and what is kind of moving me away from wanting to play call of duty is that it's not as polished as what it used to be even though it's promised doing all these big massive promises and stuff yeah it's it's simply just broke like like since day one we play like ra- quick rant but when we first started playing cold war cross play didn't work no, like didn't. getting me and you in a party together from xbox whether it's chris on his xbox or me on my xbox trying to get you or lawrence in a party and launch a game is a nightmare because for some reason the activision account thing just doesn't work right it's broken it's 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 a joke and yeah. then you try to then you go into a game and you think all right i'll put some daily challenges on or you know what i'll pop a double xp and then oh no wait yeah because it's broke you've then got to restart your xbox again because some reason your daily challenges won't stay on if you pop it up things like that it should not be the case when the game is nearly a year like over it's just yeah. no it shouldn't yeah. be the case it's six months old now and it's a triple a title it's one of the most popular games in history why is it like this? Yeah. No, I completely agree. It's too much. It's trying to complicate it too much. And then it's it's getting too big for its own boots. And it's losing sight of the fact that it was a really polished first-person shooter. And it was just seamless. You know, you could drop into a game of Modern Warfare and it yeah. would work and it would be fine. And, you know, Shipment 24-7 was a thing, and we all loved that. And, you know, it was all what it is. And you 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 got what you expected, where now it's like, oh, yeah. Um, oh, we were playing Outbreak, and then all of a sudden we got to World 10, and then Richard did, lost all this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, why why is that happening? Yeah. It's just daft. It shouldn't happen. And it, it kind of makes me think more about how it would be better for them at this point to maybe even be considering the Fortnite model, which is... You've got one game and every season or year or whatever they want to do a big thing, they shut the game down for like eight hours and they have some kind of holding screen or whatever and they do what they need to do on the back end 
and then it all comes back and the game continues as normal. That's how Fortnite has been able to sustain itself for so long at this point. You know, it's one of the biggest mm. crossovers at this point in gaming history, the amount of franchises, you know, and now we're in like the, I don't even know what season of the second refresh, but but that time when Fortnite went down for like oh, like more than a day, I don't know how many days it was, but it went down for a long time and we just were staring into a black hole the entire time. And what they were doing is they were doing a complete back-end overhaul because they knew they needed to to keep the game going. And yeah, it's that's fine because you, you set the expectation. Yeah. You set the expectation so people know. The problem is is that the people don't know. Yeah. And it just, like, why not just make Warzone its, its own game, just release Call of Duty Warzone as a thing, right? So all you need on the game is the maps and the weapons, right? And then just have the stuff unlock, like have it unlock from other games. Yeah. So if, you know, you don't ever have to worry about Warzone as a game, give it, its, you know, put it in an engine, decide with it, but don't pair it with, you know, because then it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter whether Modern Warfare 2, 3, 4 comes out. Yeah. You could still go back to Warzone and play it. And then, you know what, if you want to then overhaul the engine, then you might update the Warzone game once every you know, once every five years or something yeah. like that. And in those cases, yeah. they could do what Fortnite did, you know, have the Warzone engine, have the game go down for 12 hours or whatever while they swap over to the next development team or the team <clears throat> taking over or the next engine that's running Warzone. You know, those things that, that are stuff that, that, that now they have to try and consider what they're going to do because, War, like, think about this. In five years' time, Warzone cannot still be running on the Modern Warfare engine. No, it's just no. can't modern do it. Warfare, the next Modern Warfare will be on a new engine, maybe, you know? Yeah, or an update of, you know, these Call of Duty games made by these companies. Yes, there was. There used to be three rotating companies that used to make one, and it would be you've got three years to make the next one, while the other guys, they've got, you know, then, then it rotates, you know, between the three of them. They used to just make improvements of their older engines. So, you know, Black Ops Cold War is, is, is really just an updated and improved Black Ops engine. You know, it's kind of every, every time they do a new iteration of this, of the old game engine. And eventually those things have just added up to create more problems, um, as an engine that it's worth continuing with and then they might do a complete engine refresh where they get a new engine or they have a new engine built for the game that does different things um they really need to be implementing those that into things like warzone and if they if they can't do that with warzone warzone is going to end up getting too complicated and too difficult to um to change and to tweak properly and the game the game will die because even the changes right now you know people are sick of of you know, streamers and stuff and content creators are already getting sick of Warzone as it is. Yeah, from day yeah. one, the audio engine was broken. It's, it's never been fixed because they can't. They can't go out. They can't go into the engine and change the way the audio is coded into the engine. It's just not possible. So it's got to stay like that until they change the Warzone engine completely. And then they're not going to do that until they think they'll make more money from doing that than they would uh, just leaving it as it is. So it's all a big mess. Yeah. Call of Duty is a big mess. I, th- I think this. I think this next Call of Duty that we get in 2021 will be interesting purely because of the fact that when you look at the release schedule, they moved Treyarch up 
they they gave Treyarch a year less to do it, right? Because of so it usually went it went Sledgehammer Treyarch Infinity Ward, and then it went Sledgehammer Treyarch Infinity Ward Treyarch. So wow. they moved Treyarch forward a year to yeah. get Cold Cold War out. Yes. So we can only hope that by giving Sledgehammer the extra year, <laughs> we're going to get a good World <laughs> War Two game bag. again. Yeah, because they need it. Because I won't lie. The last good World War II Call of Duty we had was Call of Duty 3 or Call of Duty World at War. So, uh, Which was made by Treyarch, funnily enough, and not Sledgehammer Games. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, Great. the Season 2 Reloaded, we've got um, new stuff in Verdansk, we've got new multiplayer Great. maps, Miami Strike, Mansion, and Golova is going to be a 40-player multi-team hardpoint objective map. That will be quite interesting. Now- yeah, now this I'm quite excited for. So I, I used to not, I didn't like the modern warfare ground war, but I liked the um, the older. I liked the black ops ground war. I think if that had it, yeah. Um, I used to like the big scale games, but they got a little bit too um, objective based for me. I preferred it where it was just like say domination or like. But hardpoint seems like it's going to be really interesting. Like twenty side. Yeah, teams converging on one place and then having to go somewhere else. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be pretty fun. Yeah, so we've got multi-team hardpoint. There's also gunfight tournament and blueprint gun game. So those are some more interesting multiplayer modes coming to the game. Those sound more interesting than what we've got at the moment. So we'll probably play yeah. a bit of multiplayer to check those out. And then outbreak, we've got the sanatorium night region. So it's a fourth outbreak region, which is nice. Um, with a new objective. Yeah. The dirt bike is also coming into uh, Outbreak, so there'll be a new vehicle. Uh, apparently, this sanatorium one is huge, right? Like, if you, have you played this on Dirty Bomb at all? I've not. No, I've not played it. It, 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 it is massive. It is, like, huge. It's, like, twice the size of, um, like, Rusk or whatever those really? ones are. It, oh, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, like, it is... There's like bridges connecting different islands together. It, yeah. it is pretty huge. So I was saying to Chris, because we played a couple of Dirty Bomb games, I was saying yeah. like if they put this exactly as it is into Outbreak, it's going to be pretty nutty. So that'll be fun. Yeah, and I and I do like that they can expand and I like the the modularity of Outbreak and the way they've designed zombies is, is quite clever. But Outbreak does... It, obviously, they're still testing the waters with it. It does still need new things a lot more frequently. So I think this is a perfect yeah. time to add a completely new map, new intel, new objective. Um, we've also got a couple of new operators, uh, a new sniper, and a prop hunt Crossbow. with new maps, two props. <laughs> so right. obviously that's the best part of uh, Call of Duty right <laughs> now. Um, yeah. Harry's and, mod is the best part of Call of Duty. Yeah always and uh, we'll have to get back to you i guess next week on what we uh, what we think of that but that was yep, a lot of call right. of duty so let's now go on to something else that gives people a headache cyberpunk uh, real quick i won't keep us here but uh, the new 1.2 patch has dropped so i thought we'd give people a quick update on cyberpunk um, it's a lot of stuff so i'll keep it down to one sentence it's just a lot of npc fixes it is a lot of bug fixes and it's a lot of number tweaking more than anything else. It's like, it's kind of like just tweaking the distance things spawn, tweaking steering and handling on vehicles. So that was something that was needed. 
you know, just a lot of, just a lot of, you know, listening to the community's wants on tweaks and things like that, which is nice. But if Lawrence was here right now, I'd be telling him, you know, you can't fix this game. It is, they, they're only going to be able to do so much at this point, you know, tweaking wise and fix wise. They can't change the engine or the way the game's designed to run or anything like that. So it's just going to be, I mean, general. Maybe. Maybe by the time I get a PC, it might actually be an enjoyable experience. So I'm yeah. looking forward to... Well, I, I will... And I did say when I returned Cyberpunk, because I did return it, I did say to myself I would buy it again once I get a PC and it's had a few patches. Because in terms of how the game was, like I really enjoyed the story and I really enjoyed the style of it. It just didn't play very well. Yeah. So I will jump back into it. I love a good uh, open-world RPG like yeah. that so yeah. i think for me it'll be it'll be really when i jump back into it it'll be at a time when i think that there are enough mods as well that enhance the game and the experience of playing the game like um because because a lot of this and a lot of the tweaks that they're doing is based on what people have already done modding wise like all the vehicle handling stuff that they've changed in this patch have been based off of mods that people have done where they've just improved the vehicle's handling in the first place and they had uh you know as soon as mods were available they had those mods out like day one for like vehicle yeah. handling and this is something they've only just put into the base game now like better vehicle handling and steering and stuff so it's going to take a long time but um i think the modding community is probably keeping this game afloat if i'm honest yeah and just before yeah, we move true. into our main topic which is magic we do have some magic related news is this the uh the plagiarism story it is the plagiarism story we have some potential plagiar official plagiarism which we don't see very often i guess it's always fun i know that we would just try to stall here but we're going to continue to stall because okay have... so the the story is basically <laughs> okay, thank you for picking this up magic wizards of the coast have suspended their work with magic the gathering artist um a a magic and that made me sound like they suspended magic but they haven't. they've <laughs> just they've just suspended work with an artist because of uh, a plagiarism claim so i haven't got the person oh it's o- omg scary pet on twitter there you go put there a video on twitter uh, basically showing some work that they did that was in the public domain on uh, deviant art uh, but it was obviously still copyrighted under under them yeah um which was quite blatantly copied and put into a new magic the gathering card called crux of fate yeah um so there's a dragon in this where the head he literally takes the or, or she sorry uh, takes the dragon's head and like half puts it at half opacity and puts it over the design on the card yeah and it is a it is a 100 percent a match it yeah. is ridiculous um the hand's the same and um, they redrawn the the body apparently but kept the style of it the same and apparently they only redrew the body because it had a deviant art watermark over it. <laughs> yeah from the original which, artist yeah, yeah yeah which is hilarious so yeah this this is pretty bad and it's I guess maybe there isn't a there isn't a Shazam for things visual, right? No. So I guess I don't know where the quality control on this sort of thing would stick, but yeah, not great if you're putting something on a Magic the Gathering card that yeah. is gonna. Oh, oh sorry, it's uh, to call out the artist. It's Jason Jason Ferrick Jason 
Uh, Jason Felix. Sorry, I was trying to read it on the card and it's there on the article. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Who has 127 pieces of Magic the Gathering art to his name. So, I mean, you might want to go back and check those other pieces just to be on the safe side, maybe. It's possible. I mean, it's too late now. Um, you know, and the thing, the thing is, is in the art world, it's not uncommon for people to maybe take a reference image of like, a body shape or something, you know, you'd put it into Illustrator or Photoshop or whatever. And then you might, you know, use the outline of some of, of the body or the shape or of, of a something that you've liked the look of previously as the base of your thing. Like that's something that I've seen with artists beforehand. And it, and it's, it, people do it for professional stuff. People also just do it just to, learn and just to practice the getting the shapes right and stuff so it, it is something that people do but to see it on a on a card on a mythic full art you know card like this in magic is kind of it's crazy that it that somebody picked up on it actually i'm actually quite surprised but down to the the bends of the claws on the dragon you know it's it's so accurate this is not like oh we thought we'd trace a bit of the shape but then make it our own this is like an actual one for one no change made here you know i would call that plagiarism by you know that is some serious yeah, bit. clearly i don't think we've i don't think we've had an update on you know whether wizards reached out to the original artists at all or anything well, like has that. Has this card already gone out into the world then? The has stri- this already. So, this is a card from out? the next Magic the Gathering set called Strixhaven. And I don't think the set is out yet. I don't think it's out yet. So, okay, so they do they do potentially have the time to like push the release back and like fix this if they chose to uh, like undo the work. I'm going to be, but, I'm going to be honest. I don't think they can. They okay. could change it in Arena. On digital form but the problem is is you know you've got to print these cards in foil you've got to stick them in actual physical card backs to get wrapped up boxed up and sent around the world you know this pack is coming out pretty soon they've probably already been printed it's probably so already probably there been, so they've probably been forced into a situation where they have to purchase the rights to use that then i guess maybe if that's if that's yeah. where it goes to yeah, I mean, but surely this doesn't happen and just gets forgotten about because obviously Wizards of the Coast are, are a company that probably pride themselves on you know being original, I guess to an, to an extent, definitely you know, being the creators of D and D and all that. Yeah, and it's almost probably quite embarrassing that they've picked someone to do art and then they've copied somebody else's. Yeah, and, with a big background you know, as well. You know, in well, that's a yeah. You know, they've done a lot of stuff. Um, yeah already for for cards but the 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 person whose art got plagiarized is does a lot of magic the gathering fan art so i would say it would be really nice maybe for wizards of the coast to reach out to this person and say we'd like to make this right but we'd also like you to design a card maybe because this person's twitter is full of magic the gathering fan art you know and obviously it was good enough to be to be put on a card by someone else so yeah what better way of uh trying to sweeten it by being like okay well how about rather than you know letting this go any further how about we you you know you get to do a card in the next set or how about you redesign that card for the arena stuff or you Mm. know it's, it's maybe it's an alternative card or maybe we give you a really special edition card or something Mm. or blah 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 blah. wizards will know how to sweeten the deal they'll know how to make it right 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We'll but, see. Anyway, I'm sure this all people will be following this. So. Yeah, I'd love to know how you know because this person might not end up talking about it online anymore. They might do something behind the scenes. It might be fine. But if we do get any more updates, it's big enough for PC gamer to want to talk about it. So maybe we'll see an update in the future. But yeah. Fun. So with the new set coming out, they've had Magic the Gathering Arena, which is the digital version of the card game, officially come out for the phone, which we spoke earlier mm-hmm. on about. We've also mm-hmm. had a brand new game, uh, Magic Legends, come out. Uh, Magic Legends is a uh, game made in collaboration with Perfect World, who uh, have done other similar games, I think, and uh, Cryptic Studios are the developers. Perfect World of the Publishers. Let's have a quick look here. Games. Games. <laughs> That's done... what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek Online, Neverwinter, uh, Torchlight 3, uh, okay. Torchlight 2, Torchlight 1, I'm guessing. Yeah, so, they, so they've got quite a few games published under their belt, and now they have worked in collaboration with uh, Wizards of the Coast to publish Magic Legends. But we can talk about um, Magic the Gathering Arena first because that was the first game. Yeah, and we both played that. So we can can chat about that. that. Yeah, so you never really got into Magic Arena when it first came out. Uh, no, because I didn't realise it was available on Mac, which is all the way I've been playing it. So I've, right. <laughs> I've got it, it on well, my iPad and I've not really played it. But it's nice to have it because I really enjoyed Hearthstone. But at the time, nobody would... Like, we played it a tiny bit, but we all kind of fell off because probably other things came out and stuff. But yeah, um, it's not as beginner-friendly as Hearthstone, I would say. Um, it's definitely more challenging. You definitely have to think about the wording of the cards quite a lot. Right. Um, but maybe that's just Magic the Gathering in general. And maybe yeah. that's just because I'm still relatively new into it. So that's why I say maybe it's not as beginner friendly. Yeah. But the tutorials and stuff on Magic Arena do a great job of kind of like easing you into it, you know, putting you against um, other uh, bots again in like a scenario where they will do the same moves in your card draw is pretty much like if you get these cards in this draw this is how you should do it so yeah that that was a nice kind of walkthrough kind of made me feel like i could play the game until i got paired with a real player and i got absolutely white smashed um, <laughs> yeah i got absolutely obliterated um i didn't even realize at first i was up against another real player i thought it was just like oh this is quite weird and then, yeah, when I realized I got the floor wiped with myself, I was like, ah, yes, I understand. But, um, yeah, no, it's it's fun. It it looks beautiful. It looks really nice. Yeah. Um, the maps are a lot more um, interactive and interesting than Hearthstone. That's true. Uh, the cards, are, yeah, the cards and the abilities are definitely more interesting than Hearthstone, to be honest, because um, you can use like cards abilities and stuff and it's not just literally that card attacks that card it's like things are a little you have to think a little bit more about stuff and i mean this is kind of talking about magic the gathering in general in terms of the game it translates really well what i really like about the game uh magic arena over the actual tabletop card game is that it pauses at pretty much every moment where something could happen or you could do something yeah so as a new player it's quite good to be in a position where 
oh, the game's stopping me because I could choose to do something now if I wanted to. Oh, what is it that it's telling me that I could do? And then you can then look at your cards or it might have like a little floating, like a little blue glow around the card that tells you. Uh, and then you'll read like the ability on the card and then it'll be like, oh, you have, uh, you know, you can attack before something else. And it's like, all oh, right, let me think about that. And that's nice. Like yeah. having that, that thing. And it's almost like the game like talks you through it. The fault of that is obviously that it then means that when the other players do it, then you get a bit paranoid because the other player can do something and you don't know what. Um, and usually that'd be like the poker element of Magic the Gathering where you'd kind of bluff people into making moves maybe and then you'd counter them. But yeah, yeah it, it translates really well. It plays really well. It's really fun. It's really fun to play against someone that you can talk to. So like when I was playing it with Chris and then when I was playing it with you, that was really fun. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. What do you think of it versus like, because obviously you've you've played a lot of Hearthstone, but you've also played a lot of the tabletop games. So what do you think yeah. in terms um, of uh, the arena? Well, so, I mean, I think we've, I think very briefly, we've, we've kind of missed explaining magic a little bit to people that might not have a clue what we're talking about, even though it, it is a bit self-explanatory, but it is just, uh, in real life, it's a collectible card game. It's like Pokemon, but uh, Pokemon is very tradable and magic is tradable yeah. but it's more about the game um mm-hmm. and we're comparing it to hearthstone because and that's what makes this interesting is because it's it became a digital card game back in 2018 where they just translated the game over into you know pc it didn't actually come to mac uh sam until january last year january last year so uh. yeah, that's why you've you missed it i think because it came onto mac with the epic games store when it when it decided to collaborate with with epic so that's why you never jumped onto it obviously it was never on mac but then it did come on mac but only at the start of last year so that makes sense which i probably missed to be fair so yeah that makes sense but um yeah i think the car i think what i think everything you said is spot on the money i think that the way that the game the game's tutorial takes new players in the get the magic is is such a big game. Like, there's over 20,000 cards in the game. And it grows by four to five sets of new unique cards every year. Like, it's massive. So to be able to take all of that and get you to a position in 30 minutes where you kind of get the basics of what's going on is pretty, pretty good, in my opinion. Um, I think the only downside to it pausing every time that there is something available for you to do, which is great for you to know about, is that when it happens on the other side, you go, oh, they've got something that can counter that. Yeah, potentially. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you yeah. can't really have that poker poker face between the two of you unless, you, I mean, there is a way to do it. You can have it set up so that your game auto passes through phases and stuff, but new players won't even know that exists so and there's a lot of moments where that happens and i don't even realize it's happened and it's like oh hang on oh let me put let me pass the turn yeah um i think the way that magic rotates is quite quick and it's very difficult to keep up with the game in general throughout the year i think unless you are very deep into the hobby of playing magic it's very easy for you to just forget that something new is happening and then you're already behind and then you know the the older sets go out of standard rotation standard rotation being um the current standard gameplay 
old sets at the mm-hmm. back end of the queue, basically, that were released maybe a year ago at this point or something, might fall mm-hmm. out of standard and go into a different game mode requirement. And then only the new cards can be played in the standard game mode. And then you have, obviously, this back catalogue of cards, and those cards can all be played in other game modes, uh, but they don't follow mm-hmm. the same rules necessarily as standard play does. And so to keep yeah. up with all of that is quite difficult. Um, and even me now, like I, uh, the last two, three sets, I've got no idea. We only really started getting back into it again because of Magic Legends got me interested. Um, Magic Arena coming to then, iOS. Yeah, iOS. Got, yeah, yeah. Um, just speaking to the the phone and the tablet version of the game, though, it's such a good experience. I think there's only a couple of niggly bits that I, that are a bit fiddly when you want to look at cards at the start of the game. But in general, I feel so much more involved with the game when I can use my finger to pick up a card and drag it onto the board and let go and that happens. That is a key feature of the game to me on on, on phone. I just look... Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's the same with Hearthstone, but... Yeah. Um, and Hearthstone, for those who don't know, is the is the Blizzard competitor, I guess. Um, yeah, well, it, Gwent is another one here, digital card game based on the um, the Witcher, the Witcher. universe, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, who published that? Who's the who owns who owns Gwent? Because um, that's the other one that nobody talks about. It was uh, CD it's Project the one that comes CD up Project on- Red. It's the one that comes up on YouTube ads all the time. Yeah, please play, yeah. Gwent, please. We, we'd really like it <laughs> if you guys would please come and play Gwent. Please! <laughs> Stop playing Cyberpunk and play Gwent. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a village to burn. <laughs> We've got a working game. Go to this instead. Yeah. Um, so nobody plays Jeez. Gwent, but, I'm just, but Hearthstone <laughs> and Gwent were both games based on Magic the Gathering. You you know, Magic the Gathering came out, I think it came out the year I was born. So that makes it like 27 years old at this point. Uh, I think it was 1993, yeah. Magic the Gathering. Um, so it's an old game um, and everything has been based on it ever since. Um, it's why it's so complicated and there's so many cards out there. Um, but yeah, I think that the, the arena is great. And the only thing I would say is that for the mobile audience, they haven't yet put in microtransactions that I would say are sustainable on mobile. Like they've had it, they've had uh, Magic Arena working on Android for half a year now, I think, or maybe eight months or something. Like they've had it on Android for a while, which is why we knew eventually it was coming to iPhone. But um, Mm. like you look at the store and it's the same as on PC and and Mac. And and it's like there's, the cheapest you can spend on a bundle of something you can just pay in hard cash right there and then is like 15 quid and you can buy gems which are the premium currency but sometimes but i think for the mobile market it's it would be better to have like a 2.99 a 3.99 a 4.99 option like like in hearthstone i it was a 3.99 in-app purchase for me and that was like when you know that last week when we didn't know this was coming out I was thinking, oh, cool! This is I'm enjoying playing card games on my phone. It's a three ninety nine purchase. I'll get quite a lot out of that for me as a, as a new adventurer pack type thing. So yeah, mm. sod it. But on Arena, I'm looking at it and I'm going, is there something for new players on phone? 
no, there's not. It starts at 15 quid. Like, and I don't want to just buy yeah. the premium currency. I'd rather buy like a pack and get a bunch of stuff in that for a cheap price. So I think that's the only thing yeah. they could really do at the moment for the iOS game itself, I guess. There's something exclusive for that would be nice to get new players in. Yeah, I mean, it's got a Battle Pass-esque thing in there as well, which is quite good in terms of just giving you um, like that constant kind of all you're unlocking and you're opening packs and stuff. So yeah, that kind of gives you a little bit of that. But yeah, no, the microtransaction bit is something I never really delve into, like yeah. unless it's uh, unless it's like on sale or it's like really good value for money. I never really tend to look into anything like that. So yeah, I will say that since it has come out in 2018, they've done they've have added a lot of stuff to the game, including like new game modes and and game types and they've done events where they'll have a specific set of rules come in for us for a limited time like there's a game mode called pauper that i think shows up more now than than anything in this game and it's i think it's the pauper game rules are completely different to standard and it's quite a fun time you can choose to play pauper anytime you can in the in the real world but um i would love to see bigger bigger game modes come to arena like commander which is like the 100 card game mode you know yeah this is the thing that chris was saying to me that potentially they might look at because they do commander decks which um take from other universes right yeah and that it might be cool for them to implement those cards into into like you know expansions or whatever for magic arena where you could like I'm a big nerd, so there's a Warhammer 40,000 uh, commander deck coming, um, and it'd be cool if they could obviously implement that on as like a as like an expansion for it or something, or just to be able to you know yeah. just expand it to other audiences and stuff. Because it's crazy how much just knowing the lore and like relevant stuff within the world can help you understand the game. Yeah, um, where obviously the lore and stuff of magic and some of the creatures and stuff, it kind of like. It doesn't really matter, I guess, at the end of the day, but sometimes it can be more immersive when you understand the relevance of them within the greater world or the decks and stuff. So, Yeah, I think integrating uni- uh, other universe stuff hasn't... They haven't done a lot of it until quite recently, and then it's been, like, a premium product. Like, everything they've done that included, like, The Walking Dead and stuff was all very premium. And I'm assuming yeah. the Warhammer stuff is going to be a bit more accessible, but... Um, yeah. But I think they've they've been playing around with the idea of other universe stuff, and it'd be nice to see them just make things more accessible. The other side of it is is that in Magic Arena, four other game types other than standard, um, you know, they really need that back catalogue of cards in the game, and I don't think they've got them all yet. They've they've got everything from 2018 onwards because they've and and a few back because that's when the game launched. So they've had to obviously update it every time and there's a new set since then but when they would mm. do like commander um decks or commander themed decks and and challenge decks which was something else you could buy as a real life physical product they never really added those into the game as they came so um th- yeah i think it's it's interesting to see their way of implementing magic and what they think the magic experience is because at the end of the day magic the reason why I love magic so much is because when you get together with your friends and you do play at the table, you choose 
like what it is that you're doing. Like Commander, we love just building de- Commander decks and we have like homebrew rules. It's like D&D. You can make, it's kind of like you, the arena experience is if in D&D you had to follow the book, you know, the quest in the books. You know, you had to follow the campaign yeah. they give you in the rules they give you. Where, but nobody ever does that, really. People always have their own homebrew rules. It's their own world. They love just doing what they want and, and saying yes and no to different situations. Just as the, as we go on, we make decisions based I mean, on... To be fair, a lot of it will be based on interpretation. Yeah. It's like how when we play Magic Arena, it's like, I think the card is going to do this. And then I've got that interpretation wrong. Where mm. if I was if I did that in person, maybe if someone shared that interpretation, then potentially that would be allowed and that would happen, you know. So yeah, so there is a lot that the Magic Arena can still do, but I think especially right now where we can't get together, it's doing a great job of representing Magic. So as a whole, even though we can talk about the nitty gritty of it, it is a great game. Magic is still a great game, and the cards are are still great the new cards that they've got in there all the way from 2018 onwards is still fantastic it's just it's an expensive game to get into do you know what i mean and i think yeah it would be better if it was a bit more accessible still especially in digital form where you know this is just data at the end of the day it's not like you know it's not like collecting the card games it's almost like they put the same value or you know if not in some cases in premium packs with premium currency higher than you buying like a box of of the same set you know in physical so mm-hmm. it's weird how they've how they've valued it um but i think it's still great for what you get and, and in some cases you buy like i would go out and i would buy like the planeswalker decks planeswalkers being some of the characters with actual lore and stuff um they would come with digital codes for the the same deck in Magic Arena, which was amazing value. And I love that. And I want to see more of that. And and they've been in and out of doing that. But um, yeah, I think it's great. And it's really good to see that you've been enjoying it because that's something that I didn't expect you to get onto Magic Arena. And and I like that Mm -hmm. you've enjoyed the social side of it, really. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. well, speaking of planeswalkers, because uh, we're already, how are we this far into the podcast and only finished talking about Arena? I don't know. But um, we can talk a little bit about Magic Legends before we wrap up, because you watched a little bit last night of me playing it. But um, it is a new game, and it mm-hmm. is kind of like a Diablo-esque type game set in the magic universe so if you imagine either diablo or path of exile or something like that it's quite top down if you're on a controller it would sort of be considered a twin stick because you're controlling your movement with one and then you can control the camera with the other and your abilities to be fair it's felt like when i was watching you play it that you could actually pick up a controller and still play it quite equally you know like yeah i think it, it's it feels probably like it was more like designed for a controller I, I can see it being a much easier experience on controller so but what i like about what they've some of the stuff that i do like about it is um how they have implemented the idea of magic the gathering into a game like this the way it works mm-hmm. is that you choose your planeswalker and uh, your planeswalker will be based on well you make a planeswalker but it's based on one of the five uh single colors which are like your mana bases of the world so it's like green red blue white black but obviously it means earth fire water uh i don't know what white is but it's it's the sun no i don't know it's <laughs> <laughs> but 
<laughs> but but then then you get you're getting skills and abilities as you would in a game like this. But instead of them being skills or abilities, you're basically earning cards that are that are your skills that cost a certain amount of mana, like they would in Magic. And as you're playing and killing and as time is passing and stuff, you're gaining little bits of mana as you go um, to use those abilities. And your abilities kind of stack up um, for use a little bit randomly, as if you were pulling cards from a library or the top of your deck to use. So I think that's really interesting because you can then build a deck based around the skills you've unlocked and then you'll randomly get access to those as you're playing, as well as a couple of standard moves so i was playing the green mana which is all about beasts so i had a q and an e ability which was always going to be the same it was you can do a throw your axe and you can heal people around you like but then you've always got these rotating cards with new abilities you can call new beasts and you can cast new spells and stuff um so i liked how they put magic into the game um but I'm only about, I would say I'm only about two hours at most into the game. I'm level six. Um, mm-hmm. I've done, the game takes you off where obviously you play a bit of a tutorial. If you're a Magic the Gathering fan, you will probably immediately like what's happening in the game because it is introducing immediately uh, planeswalkers that you know from the lore of Magic. So you've got uh, yeah. Ral, who is an it, which is red and blue combined. He's there, and Nissa's there, who is a green planeswalker. And these are characters you know and love if you're fans of Magic. You get put straight into Zendikar, which is one of the planes, one of the worlds, and it looks cool. It looks like Zendikar, and you can run around, and it's like, wow, we're kind of in the world of Magic. So that's really nice. The story is a little bit... Um, like you could not bother with it i feel like i feel like there is story there but the game in essence is a run around fetch quest kill enemies gain loot level up it's it's a grinding game it's one of those games Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. it's not a story driven game and it is like kind of a massively multiplayer game so you're running around and you're seeing other people also running around uh, so just like any MMO, really, it's kind of like a Diablo yeah. MMO in Magic. So that's nice uh, in some yeah, ways. It definitely has more of a Diablo feel to it versus a like Warcraft feel. Yeah, which that's... is quite nice. Like it's not just a a reskin of Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic or Warcraft for Legends. It's done something a little bit different. Yeah, and I think. I think the difficulty of doing something like this is how do you integrate the world of magic in a way that doesn't make it feel just like a reskinned game like that? Because magic is not is a card game. So how do you make it not look like just a reskinned hack and slash fetch quest game? But um, I think they've done a decent enough job at this point in time. The game itself is not... It's like double A standard to... I don't think it's triple A standard. There are things that that just don't work sometimes or are a bit weird or a bit glitchy and you just think, hmm, this is not as good as it could be sometimes. But that's if you're being well, really nitpicky, you know? Yeah, but games like this, they have such a longevity to them that potentially after a bit of time they'll you know they'll refine and you know yeah. it's the long game with a lot of this like think about world of warcraft on day one it was probably pants you know it's it, it's one of them where it after time and it has more stuff in it 
that it'll probably feel a lot more full. Like that was probably the one thing I kind of felt from watching it. Like it did feel a little bit empty. Yeah, but it is in beta, right? Yeah, it's not the it's not the final release of the game. Well, it's, it's um, they've considered it a soft launch, so they've said it is beta, but they're considering it out now. And they just because like exactly what you've said, it's a growing MMO type game. It's going to. It's just going to continue to improve to the point where they're happy for it to not be called beta anymore. But it won't be re-released at that point. What you've got now is like that's it. Like you will just continue now. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So no, but but that's exactly what you were saying. That's that's to yeah, your point. Yeah, yeah. Is is that yes? It it is a game that you know, like Elder Scrolls. Like wow, you know. Now look at it today. But it's just one of those it's one of those things where you play it and you think, could I really see myself putting that much time into this game and, and, and still be playing this game in years to come? I think it's too early for me to tell, um, just based on what I've played so far, because as interesting enough as it is, the story side of it isn't interesting, uh, as interesting as any of that right now. So, um, I think it's definitely one of those things that I think if you put down, I can see you probably picking this back up in like a year or something, yeah, and then being like, "Whoa, it's you know, it's it's changed a lot for the better." Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I I really feel like if I could just say one thing, I want them to improve is the camera angle because I know that what they're yeah. going for. But if they're going for that angle, I'd like it to be further zoomed out so I can see further. Or if they want, or if they're happy to change the angle, I would like to see more in front of me because I feel like at the moment I can just, see more to my sides than I can ahead. Or may, yeah, or maybe just the freedom of being able to zoom in and out and have that control, like you do in Dota, you know, like yeah. or be able to tilt the angle a little bit more rather than it being fixed. Yeah, I mean the the angle wouldn't be so bad if we were further back. Like if it was like we could see a lot more around us, a bit more like a twin stick like S game. But I feel like they're still mm. trying to find figure out what kind of a game they are. Because like yeah. even when I'm going into dungeons, which is a very MMO experience in Magic Legends, it's you queue up for a dungeon in the world and then you're put in with a group and there's an objective. You know, those parts of the game still are very hit and miss. It's like a five minute you've got there's a timer and then like maybe you have to go well in zendikar for instance you have to go to these pillars and then you just attack creatures around the pillars and then the pillars are fine again and then you go to the next pillar but doing that Mm. for five minutes was difficult like like once you've done one you're like okay what's next but this dungeon was five minutes of the same thing at the same pillars and it was it was like yeah. this is weird like it's an MMO experience dungeon experience but i feel like they've not they don't understand what that experience should be like the 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 objective isn't right for it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, so yeah it is one of those things that it's going to have to grow but my initial impressions are probably there's there's a lot that they can do with it and i like that it's magic and i like that there's plane walkers and i like that there's a lot of familiarity immediately um yeah it's definitely got this it's definitely got the bones for a, a good game right like if yeah it, 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 it's all about where they take it from here yeah and i think that will decide on whether or not it it pays off or not i suppose yeah because it's what you know it, 
even though I'm like a, a fan enough of Magic the Gathering to enjoy the familiarity, you have to ask yourself, if this wasn't a Magic the Gathering game, would it be a good game? Yeah, and that's, that's that is true. really hard to give an answer for this early. Like, yeah. so, so I think it is a matter of time. But, you know... I think probably the fact you have to question that probably answers that question. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um, but I get what you're saying. But I think because, you know, Perfect World have got a lot... Um, They've got they've got a big portfolio, you know. They've got a, a, an old portfolio in Cryptic Studios. Uh, let's see what they've done in the past. Uh, so, oh, so they also did the Dungeons and Dragons Neverwinter stuff, the MMO, the Star Trek Online. So, Cryptic and Perfect World have worked together numerous times on games like this. Cool. So we know that they've got some sort of credibility to them. This isn't their first time trying it. So, with their experience, you should hope that with someone like Wizards of the Coast really pushing truly the amount of content that they do, that should definitely give this game enough to keep updating it and keep it alive, so to speak, yeah. And plus, you've got all the lore there already. You don't have to pull it from anywhere else. You've got it. It all pre-exists. Yeah, exactly. Which is good. Yeah. So anyway, that's that was just the first impressions of, of Magic Legends. And obviously, we talk a lot about Magic in this episode, but uh, we want to know whether you have played or tried Magic Arena or Magic Legends and what you think. So you can do that at GetRealPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can email us at GetRealGaming at gmail.com if you'd rather do that instead. Um, but to that point, we'll have to magic ourselves out of this episode, Sam. So thanks very much for I stepping in. I would like to know before yeah. we go. Oh, yeah. Hit us up and let us know what your favourite magic trick is. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's your favourite magic trick? It's got to be the one where you pull the bunny, bunny out of the hat. Oh, yeah. It's a classic. It we is spoke a classic. about it last night. We did. Yeah. It is a classic, yeah. I like those really... What's your favourite magic trick? I yeah. don't have one specifically, but I really do enjoy the ones where people spend too much money on the science of a trick to make one thing work, and it costs them so much to do, and then it's like one amazing trick, and and... They can only ever do that one trick with their investment. I just like those things. Is, it's like is when, that like the uh, the now you see me film? Do you reckon that's, uh, that's similar? Have you ever similar, yeah. But yeah. I've seen it in real life. You know, people will will spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on like perfecting science to do something that looks impossible, and that's like a real thing that that actually happens. And it's amazing when those big tricks get pulled off. Um, and then, and then there's also those really stupid ones. That, I think this 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 might be an episode like, for another time. <laughs> all right, okay. Well, <laughs> I won't go into it. Just, just just before you get carried away, there. Yeah, you hit a nerve. <laughs> it's about to go off. I'm like, well, we'll we'll talk about it after we start recording. Maybe you'll have to. Maybe we'll create a Patreon for stuff like that. Oh Who knows, my eh? god! Let us know what you think about that. Let us know. <laughs> Thank you, Sam, again from the Get Real Podcast for showing up. If you like Welcome. movies and TV shows go and check them out and we will see you hopefully with a with a very well and safe lawrence next week but until then have a good one bye bye for now see you gamers <laughs>